Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. I am back here with Matt Honey for a part two. Let's kill this like we killed the last one. Let's dominate this stuff here. Finish a couple questions. So last time we were chatting, we were talking about how you got your start with the Nightmare Factory, how you ended up there by hooking back up with Julia Hart. She kind of put you back into that perspective. You went there, you trained there. Um, now, what was it like? That was your first, that was the first class with Cody Rhodes with the WWE, right? Uh, or was it just about to be there? No, Cody, Cody was still with AEW. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so knowing what you know now, because the showcase came around the time that he did show up. Yes. So knowing what you know now, how cool is it to know that you were there in that kind of moment? Oh, it was, it's cool to think about, but there was, there was never any hints, you know, whenever Cody was at the nightmare factory, it was strictly like, he would let us ask him questions. Yeah, we'd have Q&A, but it was never really stuff about, you know, what's going on in his career. It was more like certain situations, like what, what do you do if this happens or what do you do if that happens? So I think it just shows how professional Cody is when it comes to when he's at the Nightmare Factory, he's there to help all the students learn rather than you know, he's just going to sit there and talk about what he's going to, what he, what big plans that he has upcoming because okay. he's very busy. He had a lot of, he was on TV all the time. He had his TV show he was doing. Yes. Um, plus traveling for AEW and, and still have time to make it to the factory when he could. Uh, yeah. It just shows how, how he's able to separate all the different things going on in his life to truly give a hundred percent of himself to whatever he's doing at that moment. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I 100% applaud what he does. And I, you know, like I said, him and QT pull out so many great upcoming athletes in that yeah. school, man. And, you know, I know some people come there with former training experience, but they don't really get those spotlights to show what they're capable of right off the bat with those schools. They don't get those showcases. They don't get to be, you know, it's hard to see new wrestlers have a match on YouTube right away. You know, yeah. you, you have one of those and it's absolutely cool to see that in the showcase. Um, and there was something that I watched too, which I think was absolutely incredible because I don't see a lot of wrestlers coming out that have such good promo skills right off the bat. And I watched you shoot a promo that you did um, for higher ground. Wrestling. Yes. And I was like, this dude can talk. Like he just <laughs> has this vibe. Um, I've loved this conversation so far. Like you're a talker, man. I can tell, and I know you're going to do it great <laughs> with promos as well. Um, where did you first start getting more comfortable with the promos? Did you start getting more comfortable at Ken Anderson's Academy or like the nightmare factory, or did you just kind of yeah. keep going on your own? So I mentioned in part one, a lot of the decisions I made in my life, I thought, how is this going to help me? in the wrestling world when I started pursuing professional wrestling. So in college, I went to Gustavus Adolphus College, which is in St. Peter, Minnesota. At Gustavus, I was an exercise physiology major. So I studied um, what happens within the body during exercise. And then my minor was in theater. Okay. I took beginning acting, intermediate acting, 
some contemporary performance classes. I took beginner's ballet. Uh, I wasn't planning on getting a minor, but after taking all of those classes, I was called into the director's office and he told me that I was only like, two classes away from fulfilling a minor already. So I was like, all right, just go for it. But <laughs> it was in those beginning acting class was when I first started doing monologues. We had to do, we had like three projects that ended in a monologue that we had to perform in front of the whole class. And I knew if I was going to be a wrestler, I'm going to have to talk in front of people and be entertaining. So that was my goal during that time was try to build up those skills. And in beginning acting was easier because we actually did our monologues in front of the whole entire class. So we were able, I was able to get the type of reactions I wanted or get that instant validation. If something's supposed to be funny, you would get that laugh. Yeah. Then in intermediate acting, complete opposite. We did, we did our monologues one person at a time and only one person was allowed to go into the room to perform the monologue in front of the professor who's sitting, who's just sitting against the wall about <laughs> just looking at you and go, okay, whenever you're ready. And he's just, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Henry, director Henry McCarthy. He's the guy right there. And he, awesome. he also, um, basically all of my high school teachers and all of my college professors knew that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And Henry, my professor there uh, for acting, I don't think I told him that that was my goal up until like my senior year. And I wish I would have told him earlier because he told me if he would have known that he would have tried giving me some sort of special project related to professional wrestling that I could have done some sort of performance at Gustavus pro wrestling related. I think that would have been really great. Um, oh, sure. But yeah, so in college is where I was practicing my promo skills, even though they were just monologues at the time. Hey man, it shows a hundred percent. Like, just watching it, like, I'm like, dude, this dude just feels so comfortable. It feels so natural. Like, it just feels like you're not trying to struggle to get those words out. I, I feel like it just comes so natural to you. And knowing that story, it kind of makes it seem like, okay, well, that that makes sense now, like, 100%. Yeah. But, you know, no, 100%, dude. Like, you just seem so confident with what you're doing. The way you're carrying yourself, it's absolutely incredible. Um, now, let's, let, let's ask you this. Why did you choose Matt Honey? is your ring name. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, another college story a little bit. Uh, my orientation of college. So before college even officially started, uh, I was, I met some friends. I, I didn't know anyone. So it's like my new, my new friends here. Yeah. We were just talking about high school and stuff like that. And I told them, I don't know how we got the subject, but I, I told them my mom, would make me breakfast every morning in high school. And it was an egg omelet with avocado and sausage, and then a slice of toast with honey on it. Okay. And the two girls, Kirsten and Greta, they said, oh, that's cute. Did she call you honey toast while she served you honey toast? <laughs> no. And they just said, well, we're going to call you honey toast from now on. So then about 20 minutes after that conversation, I brought, I brought those two to the uh, rugby orientation meetings. I wanted to join the rugby team. Yeah. They came with me and 
I didn't know this at the time, but in rugby, it's basically the culture to everyone has a nickname in rugby. And <laughs> we were doing like introductions. So they're like, all right, everyone go around the room, say your name and how long you've been playing rugby for. So everyone's saying their name. It gets to me. And before I could even say what my name is, both Kirsten and Greta just said honey toast in unison. <laughs> and all the guys just started laughing. And they were like, that is great. So this was my third day of orientation. And no one called me Matt. From day three of orientation to the rest of my college career, no one called me Matt. It was honey toast, toast. No one ever called me honey. Uh, it was either just honey toast or toast. And that's awesome. all four years of college, that's what I was called. Even the RAs at Gustavus, it would have my roommate's name on the door, Taylor. And then over here would just say honey toast. <laughs> and even like, you know, the higher ups didn't call me Matt. They called me honey toast. That is absolutely awesome. So, so in gradu graduation, when you walk through, did they call you honey toast or did they actually say your name? They actually did say my name. <laughs> that would have been, been really good though. Uh, so, and then at Lifetime Fitness during the, the shutdown, I had, I created like a little Facebook page with some of my clients on there and I called it Coach Toast because I was like, well, let's just incorporate Honey Toast in yeah. my professional career. So Coach Toast in my professional career, when I was thinking about wrestling names, because my real last name is super long. It's Matt, Matthew McKevage, and it's like 13 letters. No one could ever say <laughs> it. So I thought, well, Matt Toast doesn't really sound like a wrestler. Uh, Matt Honey, that has a little bit of a ring to it. Um, and my girlfriend, Kate, she also helped put, put that idea into my head as well, too. I love it, dude. I, I love it. I have, a, I have a whole T-shirt idea for you, but I'll talk to you about that on a different day. I pitch ideas to so many wrestlers, man. Like, I, I pitched an idea to uh, Josh Breezy not too long ago about something that he should do for his character, and he's like, I like it. So I, uh, I trained for professional wrestling myself. I had my whole gimmick and everything planned out. Unfortunately, concussions made me not wrestle. Um, okay. But, yeah, no, I, I have all these wrestling ideas, so I'm like, knowing your name and, you know, the King of the Bees and stuff like that. I'm like, I have this whole idea for a t-shirt for you that I'll pitch to you later on. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. So I know we talked about Bill Goldberg earlier. Um, is that the reason you chose the Jackhammers, your finisher? Absolutely. So I, I mentioned earlier how I really like to show things to like my mom, like, Oh, like, look what happened here. And like, just see what her reaction was. Yes. And I knew that my mom was going, going to be at the showcase. So she flew down from Minnesota to Georgia, uh, her and my girlfriend, Kate, just to watch my showcase. So I knew she was going to be there. And I haven't told her like a lick of what this match was going to entail. She had no idea that she was even going to be involved in it. We involved her in the match without her permission. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, make sure she's sitting in front row. So that Liam Cross can talk as much crap to her as possible. I was going to go up. I gave her a hug during my entrance. Which was awesome. I knew that I did the jackhammer because Goldberg is my mom's favorite wrestler. Yes. And if it wasn't for Goldberg, I never would have gotten into wrestling the way I did. So to me, it also felt full circle. Um, 
that Goldberg used the jackhammer. And that's what got my mom interested, which is what got me interested. And then I thought it just made sense for me to do the jackhammer in my very first match as a tribute to my mom and also to Goldberg. Absolutely. I I thought it was absolutely awesome. I I loved it. Like just you coming out there, shaking the rough's hand, asking Liam to shake his hand. And he's like, why would I shake your hand? I was like, dude, I love this dude's awesome. I love it. You know, I, I, I thought it was from start to finish, just the whole vibe I got from you. I was like, this dude, man, awesome. I, I love I love the hug that you gave to your mom. I love that the announcers actually said that that was your mom in the showcase. Yep. Um, absolutely awesome. You have not seen something like that since or before that. So it was cool right. to see something like that. Yep. Um, very touching. And knowing that backstory that you that's why you did the jackhammer. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank now, you. I appreciate that. Now, is that your like mainstay finisher or was that just like the one off? So I haven't done it since. Um, at higher ground wrestling, the place I've been wrestling, uh, it's indoors and the ceilings are fairly low. Okay. So if I pick anyone up, foot's going through the ceiling, most likely. Gotcha. gotcha. So I've all, I've been doing the, the TKO, which I did do in the showcase. Uh, and then Zach or, uh, Liam Cross kicked out of that, but I've been, I did that in my last, my first match out here with free range Kara. I did that, and then my match with Shane Black, I did I did the attitude adjustment, actually. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's but pretty that, cool. Yeah, that was because Bill, Bill Williams, who's uh, another pro wrestler out here in Minnesota, he also does the TKO. Okay. So he did, he did his move earlier in the card, so I had to do something a little bit different. That's cool. But yeah, I'm you- trying to come up with uh, like, a, like a, a knee strike, like a V-trigger almost, and call it the bee's knees. I love it, dude. No, so <laughs> I absolutely I, love that. I think yeah, that's I'm cool. A lot of, a lot of different different moves. My very first match with Free Range Kara, there was this group of kids that just absolutely were going nuts for me, and you know they have no idea who I am. I think they just liked, oh, he's the King B, and they were like telling me to give her the stinger. So I think I got to come up with a move that has, you know the bee sting, something like that. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect move. And I'm, I'm going to suggest this. You don't have to use it. Um, back in the mid to late two thousands, um, there was a professional wrestler named Elijah Burke. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with him. Uh, D'Angelo De Niro, Elijah Burke, whatever you wanted to call him. He hit a move called the Elijah express. And what it was is he would run to a cornered opponent and hit him with double knees Oh, okay. Yeah. I think if you want to do something like the bee's knees, that could be perfect, actually. Yes. We really haven't seen somebody hit that in a long time. Um, especially because Elijah Burke doesn't I don't I don't know if Elijah Burke still wrestles a lot. I know he's with NWA, but I don't know if he still wrestles a lot. And we have not seen somebody really do that okay. since. I think it'd be perfect, man. I think it'd be a perfect fit. <laughs> it's worth a shot, man. All right, all right. <laughs> Um, but now, so how many matches have you had really since the factory showcase? Two, two other matches. That's it. I had my match with free range Kara. That was my debut. And my match just a month later was against Shane black for the championship. And how did that feel to be in a championship match right, right away? I, I was a little intimidating. I was like, am I ready to be in a championship match? Um, I, I'm very 
I feel like I'm very lucky to have so many supporters. So that first show with Free Range Kara, because I tell everyone that I want to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And being at Lifetime for four years, all my coworkers knew that, that that's been my goal since day one of working there. All of my clients know all the classes I teach, all the participants in that class know I want to be a pro wrestler. So my very first match, everybody came. There was probably like 40 to 50 people went to this little tiny dive bar, BFW <laughs> bar. It's just packed with people just chanting my name who all know me. And I think because of that response and all the people that showed up, uh, that's how I got the opportunity to have that championship match. Um, but yeah, it just felt, I was like, man, this is crazy. I feel like yeah. things are moving really fast and going from a championship match to now having a match with Eric Cannon. It's like, things are, which are moving quickly, which I'm, I'm happy for. Oh, and sure. I think so far, my very first match was free range Kara. I was super nervous because I had been about three or four months since my last match at the nightmare factory. And I hadn't really done any training in between. Yeah. So I was more nervous of like, can I still do this? Will I remember how to do this? And I don't want to hurt anybody and I don't want to get hurt. So after we had that first match and everything went great, I had my confidence back a little bit. And then going into the match with Shane, it was more like, I don't know what's going to happen in this match. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and after having that match with Shane, I think that was the most fun that I've had in a match uh, so far. And now I feel like my confidence going into the ring is getting higher and higher every match I have. So I'm just super excited to have this match with Eric Cannon. And I think it's just going to help my confidence in the ring and my professionalism in the ring moving forward. Oh, hundred percent. And how, so how did that match with Eric Cannon come about? Like how did, did some like Eric talk to you specifically, or did somebody call you and say, Hey, we want you to come in and wrestle Eric Cannon. How did that come about? Well, so the, the first, the last two shows at higher ground wrestling, Eric Cannon was on the card. Okay. So, uh, I think my match with free range Kara, Eric Cannon wrestled Connor Hopkins. They had a match together. And then that's where I first met Eric Cannon. Okay. And he was giving me some, he was giving me some tips because I was pacing as I was so nervous for having that match with free range Kara. And I kept saying like, man, I have to, I've gone pee like 50 times already. I have to go pee again. Oh. And Eric Cannon is trying to calm me down. He's like, your body's tricking you. You don't actually have to go pee. Yeah. He, then he's telling me to stop drinking water. That's not going to help either. And then he probably uh, handed you a PBR afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so that was where I first met Eric Cannon. So he, you know, just gave me some tips on how to, how to relax before my show, not to get too jittery. Um, and then the second show, he was there again and he actually wrestled free range Kara at that show. And then him and I, we just introduced ourselves, introduced myself to him again. Uh, we didn't talk too much. And then he left after his match. And then at the end of the show, the promoter of higher ground, he just showed me his phone. He goes, Hey, this is what I have planned for the next show next month. And I look at it and it's just me and Eric Cannon. I went, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's cool. awesome. 
That's awesome. So how do you feel going into that match? Do you feel like your confidence is there? Do you feel like you're ready to go into a, a match with such a big name so far? Yeah, absolutely. I, I know I have a lot to learn. And I think the only way to learn is to do when, when, it, comes, when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, if, if you think about things too much, or if you're like learning a move, for example, and you keep thinking about it or you overthink it, that's when you mess up, you get hurt. I think what I'm learning right now in my really young career as a wrestler is just take these opportunities as they come. And whether like wrestling Eric Cannon, if it's an opportunity, I think is too big for me right now. I just, I'm just going to roll with it. And I know it's going to help me in the long run. I know I'm going to learn a lot from Eric and yeah, I'm just super excited to, to see what kind of match him and I are going to have. Oh, I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. I started watching some of his matches on YouTube. I see he's, he's wrestling Samoa Joe, MJF. Brian Danielson, all these guys. Dude, I, like I've said numerous times, and I posted it on social media, Eric Cannon, I think, is one of the most underrated professional wrestler legends in the business. I have been a fan of his since Wrestling Society X back in the day. I'm from MTV. I've watched him like throughout his entire career. Dude is amazingly talented. I feel like he has not got the big break he deserves, but he's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, and he has his uh, first wrestling promotion out here in Minnesota as well. And I will also be working uh, those shows. So this upcoming weekend, I have three shows. I have wrestling Eric Cannon on Friday and then wrestling for his promotion Saturday and Sunday. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, obviously, he sees something in you to, to bring you to his show, you know. Yeah, so I'm very grateful just to like how fast things are moving. I, for some reason, I just thought, you know, my first match would be like a two minute squash, something like that. And then eventually as people just start to know me, I would eventually have like a longer match or eventually just get a win. Yeah. But no, things have been moving. Uh, things have just been amazing so far and I'm just really loving it, enjoying it. Oh, hundred percent, man. It's crazy to think because, I, I've done my research on so many wrestlers that have come on my shows and stuff like that. And I've seen, you know, the beginning names that they've wrestled. And it, it's cool to see like certain people having high profile matches right in the beginning of their career. Yeah. And, and they became bigger success stories in the end of it. And I think this is the start of something special for you, especially wrestling somebody like Eric Cannon. I feel like this is, this is a stepping stone. And within the next five years, everybody's going to know the name Matt Honey. Matt Honey. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Um, aside from pro wrestling, do you have any fun hobbies or collections that you have or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I really enjoy playing video games, of course. I have a love-hate relationship with Fortnite. <laughs> I, I love to play it when I win which means majority of the time I hate it because I'm almost always losing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the God of War games, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead, playing all of those outside of video games and wrestling, usually 
working out. I told you I'm a personal trainer. So yes. always lifting, um, hanging out with my friends. I really love to, this is also kind of what Matt Honey's character is. I really love to throw my own parties. That's so cool. for my, my 21st party, I had this vision of just having just like a banger of a party with all these people. And I grew up, I grew up in an apartment complex. So it's hard to have a banger party at an apartment. Yeah, right. But luckily I had a friend who had, who was living with his dad and they were moving out of their house and the house was empty basically, but they were still there. And I just asked him, I said, Hey, can I throw my thir- 21st birthday party here? And he was just like, sure. Said, <laughs> That's awesome. How many people can I invite? He said, as many as you want. I said, all right. So I created a Facebook page, invited over 200 people to my 21st birthday party. That's awesome. And I think that was with that event made me feel like, okay, like that was like my first, this might be what a pro wrestler feels like, like all these people here in support of you. Yep. Um, and that's what I want my Matt Honey character to be about. You know, the Honey Hive is my fan base. Like I want everyone to be in the Honey Hive. I want everyone buzzing for me, Matt Honey. Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to have the time of your life, man. And I, you could feel that. You could feel that positive energy. You could feel that like, dude, I'm here to have fun. Like, yeah, you could feel it absolutely, hundred percent, and I think that's absolutely cool. I seen the I seen the wristbands already. You already got some merch going out. Yes, Honey Hive, Matt Honey. I it's funny you mentioned T-shirts because I am uh, right now working with a local T-shirt place out here in Minnesota to get some T-shirts designed. That's uh, awesome. I, I still want to hear your concept, so yes, please send that to me whenever you can. I will. I will. I think I don't want to put it out there yet because I don't want somebody to hear it and then be like, right. that's a cool idea. I'm going to take it for myself. You know, I, I think certain things come out really cool when it's just that one-on-one conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, um, for part two here, do you want to tell the fans where they can find you at on social media if they did not catch part one? Yeah. So Twitter and Instagram, Matt Honey 66 and Facebook, I have the Matt Honey Facebook page. I do not have a YouTube channel yet, but I think once I get more matches recorded, I'll create a little Matt Honey YouTube channel and put all my throw all my matches up there. Absolutely, Matt, dude, I believe you're going to have a bright career. I'm looking forward to what you're going to do in the next five years, man. You're going to absolutely kill it. Uh, you just like I said, man. You have that positive energy. You have that confidence. I just feel like you're going to be a big, well-known name in pro wrestling. Thank you so much, Matt. Absolutely. Uh, really love talking with you and being on your show. I, it's fun to talk to wrestling fans. You know, there's, there's wrestling fans that aren't fans the same way we're fans. Yes, 100%. You know? And I, I love talking to people that share the same passion that I have. Oh, 100%, man. And We'll have to do this again, and we'll talk your Eric Cannon match. We'll talk about other matches that you're yes. going to have. Yes. Um, I think more people need to be on the lookout for you. If you don't watch the showcases, please check them out. They're absolutely incredible. You find people like Matt Honey that absolutely are going to blow up in pro wrestling, and it's absolutely <laughs> fun to watch. So please make sure you check those out. Go follow Matt on social media. Till next time, you guys have a great one. Take care. See ya.